I'm going through withdrawals You don't need to do too much You can turn me on with just a touch Baby guy at the bottom martin how are you <laughs> i am okay i tell you what and i know you say who's that lad at the bottom but despite my fleeting appearances i've still got more than chris hall this season i think you might just be fat yeah no good all good um yeah good good weekend not really didn't really do too much yesterday. Obviously, a good win for Ireland against Scotland today. Grand Slam is on. St. Patrick's weekend. Ireland versus England for the for the Grand Slam. So Dublin will be packed um, next week, and then obviously St. Patrick's and a few other things going on next week. So yeah, it'll be full on now this next few days. Finish work early, and then Friday off. Yeah. Happy days. on the horizon. You're right. You're right. Paddy's Look, forget horizon. about all that rugby stuff. This is yeah, the yeah, only thing exactly, that matters, yeah, yeah. and and getting those three points uh, uh, today, uh, absolutely massive uh, for us. Uh, as as we've alluded to uh, on the, in the previous shows leading up to this, it, um, it puts our show back on the road, uh, and uh, for hopefully a happy ending uh, at the end of it all. Okay, let's get straight into it, lads. Uh, let's talk about uh, the team, <coughs> the team news. So this is the team that lined up. And of course, um, Gordon out with an ankle injury, out for about two to three weeks. So that'll probably take him after the international break. In comes Char, Willock, Murphy, ASM, and Isaac all starting. And JS7 obviously out uh, the first of his two match uh, ban. But any surprises with the, the team ads? Were you happy with it? Uh, Pete, we'll go to you first. Um, yeah, I was. Uh... I wasn't too shocked. I've got to be honest. I spoke to you boys earlier on in the day, um, so I wasn't too. I wasn't too shocked at the at the lineup. Um, just surprised that Gordon wasn't in the squad at all. Um, that that was it. But clearly, he they've said it's an injury, and actually, it's just come out just uh, not long ago that they're actually quite concerned about his injury. It's looking like it's going to be beyond the international break, which is a, a huge blow to him and us. Um, but yeah, in terms of the in terms of the team, um, not overly surprised with the front line. Um, maybe surprised in Burn playing. Uh, we all talked about the potential of you know Target has to come in, he has to play this, that, and the other. But um, but yeah, um, they, they were the only things really. Everything else was as I as I expected. Um, but look, we wanted we've been calling for change. We got change. So, I was happy. I was happy to see something a little bit different. I don't know about you, boys. 
Ch- change is good. Change can, can be good sometimes. Martin, your thoughts on, on, on the team? We worried when, uh, I think you were actually, because you put it in the chat, of, of a burn up against an, an oiled up Adam Adamatriori. Yeah. Yeah, like Pete, I think Gordon was the shock. Um, obviously, the damage was done in the City game, um, according to Keith Downey and a couple of others. Um, shame for him, because I think it, had he not been injured, I'd, I'd say he probably would have started. Um, but other than that, I think I think a few of us kind of heard because we were putting in our chat. I'd heard that Murphy was going to start. Um, so yeah, I think look, it, it was as good as expected. Um, target over Burn. I think we were maybe expecting with the with the Adama Traore piece. Um, but I tell you one thing, I think Dan Byrne stood up to it certainly first half. And I tell you for another thing, he ain't going to give up that left back slot that easy, not without a fight. That's for sure. No. That's that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, that, that's absolutely. Thing. He ain't gonna give it up. So yeah. Um, so no team. Team was good. Thought it was okay. Cool. Cool. Of course, war flags were there in in action. Beautiful picture. This one. Uh, we are united. We sure are. And this was the Wolves team. Um, that and I know it was touched on in the way it is as well. Who would be starting where and this, that, and the other with uh, little Dan. I'm sure have spare spare thought for little Dan actually this evening. But um, right. He just messaged me now. He just messaged me now. He's he's put it on the twelfth man chat. Basically, like he's put the the little clip from Sky about the the, the punk decision, which we'll talk about in a second. Oh yeah. Um, and he's not happy with my response to it. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's not happy. Uh, and I apologise to Dan. I'm sure he'll probably watch this back at some point. But I have my reasons. We'll talk about it on the show uh, in, in a second. But yeah, um, I apologise that you don't quite agree with me. He's uh, he's not happy at the moment. <laughs> or Eddie Howe didn't, didn't really see it anyway either. So uh, that, that's okay. Uh, all right, let's, let's get straight in. I'll give you a quick run through. Uh, there's a lot of talking points actually. We'll stop along along the way. Uh, for, uh, first, I've kicked off. Uh, first thing you notice is Murphy got a few crosses into the box. A bit of a change of tactic uh, uh, that Eddie was going with there. Excellent pressing and closing down from our lads. Uh, let's go straight to that one on the 20th match. Um, Pope uh, fumbled at the back pass. Uh, uh, Royal hit. Raul Jimenez uh, put him under pressure. Uh, then uh, Pope did collide with him. Um, penalty claims. Um, very lucky from from Newcastle. What what is your thoughts on on that one, Mark? I go with you, to you first on, on that one. Your thoughts on 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 uh, the incident with Pope? Uh, well, we haven't really we didn't really put too much in the chat when it happened. When it did, I got to be honest, I shit myself because I was like, oh no. <laughs> But when they played it back a few times, and maybe not everybody will agree, although I have a funny feeling I think Pete may agree, I didn't think it was a penalty. I think Jimenez... Look, there's a connection there, but I don't think it was... I don't think it was in a malicious kind of way. I don't think Pope went out of his way to stop the guy. I think there was a genuine collision. Um, Now, look, you know, the ball back was a bit of a suicide pass as well, to be fair. Um, Pope could he have cleared it out? Maybe. Um, he looked nervous a couple of times during the game, yeah, but then he made some really, really good saves as well. But for me, um, no penalty. Pete, no penalty from Martin. Straight over to Pete. Um, I think this is why I've annoyed little Dan because <laughs> uh, I, I personally don't think it was a penalty. Um, but my, myself and there's a reason why 
Now, first and foremost, if it was given, I wouldn't have argued it. I wouldn't have argued it and gone, no, fuck's sake, Pope, because it was poor. I actually saw on social media some people pointing the finger at Botman for his pass back, saying it wasn't good. What's wrong with the pass back? No, no it wasn't it was, at all. It was the he should have cleared out. He should have yeah. been out the box and cleared it, and stopped messing no around with it. He did, he did it a couple of times. A couple of times yeah. he did it. it. There's no reason that ball couldn't have been hit first time. There's no reason. And it takes the pressure away completely. Um, uh, and and uh, it was a common theme um, uh, across uh, today's performance. Um, we've taken too many touches. But for me, it's a poor touch. Jimenez nicks the ball. But I think the reason why it's not given, genuinely, genuinely why it's not given, is if you watch it back... Um, and Mark, you, you, I'm, I'm sure you agree with this. Is that he, he almost Jimenez jumps into Pope into to line. try and generate. He was looking for it, yeah. Like, he, like, he, like the back of the, like his backside, he literally moves his body into Pope yeah. to try and get the contact and goes down. For me, yeah, um, absolutely. The, for me, Pete, the reason I didn't give it was because I thought that Jimenez turned to the left mm. and kind of the arch of his back and the, the back of his hips went into. Effectively, the midriff. There wasn't any, there, and and the reason I said no was because, despite that, I think Jimenez turned in a bit. But I think from Pope's perspective, there was no physical wrapping of the arms or around the waist or around Jimenez. He kind of just bounced off him and went the opposite way to me. So that's that. That was the main reason I didn't give it because I thought that Jimenez did move in and initiate some of the touch. It was still sloppy from Pope, don't get me wrong. And like you, if they'd have given it, I'd have said, Jesus, okay. You wouldn't you wouldn't have complained about it, but it wasn't a pen I, for me. I I I hear what you lads are saying. And yeah, at the first the first couple of times this you see it, you think this is definitely a penalty here. It's gonna to go to VR, we're gonna get screwed here again, like we normally do. And um I think if if if, if I was working in, in with VAR, I, I think I would have given it though. Today, the shoot that's uh, it, it did look bad. Now, there's another instant later on we get to as well in the game where uh, where the, the, there was um, an, a potential sending off on the other side, but we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But if if Pope had got sent off, uh, sorry, if 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 that penalty Pope had got sent off, I think he would have had a four match ban or something they said uh, on, on Sky, but uh, get out of jail there, really. It was really, really lucky. Um, the thing I don't get is, and not that you wanted it. But the fact that VAR didn't even take two minutes and say to the referee, look, hold the game for a minute and a half. Go look at the screen. The ref's initial piece was to wave it away. The linesman didn't even flag. And the linesman was up with play. I get that the referee was probably 30 yards behind Pete, coming from the halfway line, give or take. Yeah. 30, 35 yards, maybe. Yeah, he was around there. He wasn't wasn't up to play at all. You know, the contact was there. Um, And what surprised me more, like you, Daz, Sitting there on the edge of the couch, going, "Oh, uh, balls! We're going to get yeah, screwed." Here we go. But it didn't even go to VAR, and I think if I, if I was a Wolves fan, which thank God I'm not, but if I was, um, you, you would be peeved to be honest that it wasn't even looked out because I've seen more given and gone to VAR against teams this season. So I think it goes back for me as a fan. It goes back to the inconsistency. So I think if you're an away fan, if you're a Wolves fan, you're looking at that tonight, you're going what the fuck like you know yeah, so I, I yeah. can I could understand them being peeved um, absolutely and then let's let's fast forward another six minutes and uh, a great uh, ball into the box from um, from Trippy a free kick and who gets on the end, end of it 
only Isaac uh, starting ahead of Wilson. Uh, and there's our new sign in there. Some are signing in the background. Uh, Neves. Yeah, that's in there. Uh, you can see him closely there. Uh, not 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 clearing it. But yeah, uh, yeah, and absolutely brilliant goal for, from. He's a great connection uh, with his head, and not not uh, not one for getting his head on on uh, the uh, get scoring headed goal. So it's not nice to see that happen. But uh, what did you make of that goal, lads? And I'll just play my little Isaac goal celebration as well. Pete, we'll go to you first from the goal. Boys. Honestly, it's a top class finish. I can't, I can't describe to you how how difficult that type of finish is. Um, and look, as well as that, there's been a lot of finger pointing with regards to him. He's not a small lad. He was he six three, six four. He's a tall six lad, four, I think. Yeah. And 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 there's been question marks about his height. Question marks about him in the air, and he's just kind of completely. Just stuck two fingers up to anyone that's questioned him about his aerial ability with that ball. I mean, look, the ball is 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 world class from from Trippier, um, and it wasn't the only world class ball he put in today. By the way, um, I thought his delivery was very good, but but to generate that sort of power, you know, you, you look at it from behind. He, he he knows exactly what he's doing. It's not just hit him. He's come in, uh, neck muscles bang into the far corner. They are not. <coughs> goals to execute and he's executed that absolutely perfectly I don't believe maybe apart from someone like Jimenez um, I don't believe there's anyone else on the pitch that could execute that type of goal the way that he did it was a superb finish um, and he fully deserved his goal today um, it, it, it was brilliant. really really good Mark your thought on uh, Isaac's goal yeah I thought he was I thought he was um <laughs> I thought he was good from the off. I thought he had pace about him. I thought his press was excellent. His chasing down, his defending when he was pulling back. Um, I think the goal was, to to be fair, the goal was very Shearer-esque with the with the heads and the the muscles. A good header. He was a little bit of clever play to begin with because he just gives the Wolves defender a little nudge to get to get him out the way. Um, not you know fully blatantly to create a foul, but. Just enough as he was kind of airborne to to nut to nudge him through. So for me, really, really good goal. The amount of power and the turn on the neck to yeah. to get the ball in from kind of right hand side, mid to right hand side of the goal to get it to the left and, and into the bottom corner. I thought was really, really top class goal from a top class striker. Um, I think he's been due it. Look, we see what he did when we played Liverpool um, with the what were two perfectly good goals, despite one being ruled out. So look, I think he'll get a run. I don't. <laughs> I know Eddie was talking about him later or la- la- earlier in the week, saying he's he's not able to play ninety minutes. I think he was good to go for ninety. Me, I, th- I don't think he wanted to come off. Maybe it was the right thing. Look, you know, we're, we're probably going to be. I think we're probably going to be starting with him um, the yeah. next couple of games, um, and I think he'll continue to score if he gets a service like that from Trippier. I think Trippier's got somebody that can put the head on it. Um, but yeah, really good goal. Delighted to see him score. He just makes it look effortless sometimes. I love the way he moves up the pitch. Um, he just kind of glides. There's there's no real effort in his running. He's quite long-legged and just seems yeah, to burst past players. So, um, yeah, I thought I thought he had a really good game. Really good game today. Yeah, and he, he can um, 
he puts puts in the the, the work on, on the press as well, like and gets gets those long legs out as well to try and try and intercept. But yeah, let us move on. Let's go to like one minute after that, uh, scramble in the, in the box uh, with a kind of shot. Uh, Thirty minutes, Isaac had another shot. So Newcastle were getting more chances right at, right after the scoring that first goal. And I know we in the chat we were saying, come on, let's get the second goal and finish this game off. Bruno then on the thirty fifth minute had a header off the the bar from a corner. Uh, Wolves then hit the post <coughs> as well. Uh, Prudence as uh, hit the post uh, 38 minutes. Um, tribute another free kick in the 43 minutes. But so yeah, all in all, in the first half bringing us to, to going in at a one nil up at half time. But uh, yeah, we should probably have been further ahead going into going into the, the second half. Right, moving on to the second half itself. Uh, Adama Tori came off. Um, Wolves had a free kick on the 57 match. A Pope, great save there for, for that one. Uh, redeeming himself from the, the earlier fumble. Uh, later in the match, I probably don't have a road down here, but there was another fumble as well that, that he was involved with. Just just the ball to feet didn't, didn't suit him today. Um, mm-hmm. Then on the 57 man, this is a good talking point here now as well. For me, this is a professional foul. Semedo uh, on Murphy. Um, he, was, he was last man back. Uh, and, and he should have got seen right here, uh, I think, uh, for this one. And uh, but only yellow card. Uh, thoughts on that? So, uh, yeah, I, I can see, I can see why it could have been a red. I thought it might well be um, because I'll be honest with you. If you look at it again, Murphy's next touch takes him into the box for a goal-scoring opportunity, um, and there's no one getting back to to recover that ball. He's the only one, the player that brings him down, Semedo, he's the only one that can stop Murphy getting a shot on goal. So for me, I think if it was if it was five yards closer to goal, I think he probably gives it red, if I'm honest. I think the fact that he's slightly further out from goal almost gives the referee an opportunity not to give the red card. Um, and I think that's kind of why Semedo really gets away with it. But... Um, but it was a lovely, lovely play, lovely protection. Protect, uh, get my words out. Protection of the ball to stop Samedo coming across and nicking it, and he and he nicks through. And um, yeah, you could probably argue at that point, you know, would he have got a shot off? You know, did the fact that he brings him down <coughs> allow us to kind of like just settle ourselves and we and we kind of regain ourselves in terms of positioning and stature in the game? Gives us a little bit of a breather. You could argue it both ways, but for me. Yeah, I, I can quite easily see why it could have been given a record, definitely. Mark, your thoughts on that that one? Yeah, look, I mean, we've seen him, we've seen him given and not given again. I think it was it goes back to the penalty piece, the, the penalty claim inconsistency. Any other game, you know, if that's I want to say I was going to say if that's a top four, the chances are that's given. If that's you know Harlan going through or De Bruyne or Foden, there's a chance that's given. Um, was he was he necessarily last man? I'm not convinced. But look again, the inconsistency you've seen him given. So should he have gone? Maybe I don't know. Not 100 percent for me. Right for Wolf. I think Wolf's fans watching this are watching this back. We're one also on potential red cards each. So you can you can uh, you can get over that now. Right, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next up, it was a Pope a save on the 63rd match. Uh, another good save from Popey. Um, 67 minutes, ASM and Isaac off, Miggy and Wilson on. Uh, 69 minutes, bit of a fuck up. 
um, Trips, who was having a brilliant game and uh, did have a brilliant game, but um, he slips and when he was carrying the ball and he hands the ball to this man, Chan, who is no stranger to scoring against us. And uh, he obliged and put the ball in the back of the net for Wolves, won all. Uh, Wolves back in the game. Um, and us... Uh, um, feeling sorry for ourselves for not taking those chances early in, in, in the, the, the first half. Anyway, move on. Uh, next, a bit of action is on 78 minutes when uh, Miggy, Miggy scores his goal. Here's my little Miggy. Boom. Uh, great ball from, from Willock. Um, and um, there's a 1 2 with, with Miggy, I think. And uh, Willock feeds him through. Lovely goal from, from Miggy. Did, did take a deflection on the way in. We don't mind. Uh, thoughts on Miggy's goal? Uh, Mark, we'll go to you first. Yeah, look, good finish. Um, he looked good when he came on. Um, was he unlucky not to start? Possibly. He's probably been a bit jaded last couple of games. I think that, that kind of whole right-hand side play has been quite telltale for the last few games for me. When it's kind of snuffed out, him and Trippier, we don't really have a threat. Whereas I thought with Isaac and ASM today on the left, I thought we kind of we had that. Um, you know, certainly on when when Isaac was pulling left, Wolves couldn't couldn't contend with him. Um, so yeah, I think Mickey played well. He was active on the ball. Press again in the second half was really good. Um, the finish look when it went through from Willock, I think there was only going to be one result when when Mickey got a hold of it. So I think that was a fairly foregone conclusion. Good finish. Still had a defender on his tail and a keeper to beat. Got a slight deflection, but look, you got to applaud the lad. You know, he's gone through a bit of a, for him, a bit of a barren spell. Um, but the confidence is still there. And I think, you know, we we put in our chat there during the week, lads. Um, I think I put something up that despite the last few games, we've still been creating the chances. Mm, yeah. And I think today we were more clinical. Um, probably, if you, if you look at some of the chances we had, we should have probably won it by more. Certainly by three one, if not four one, but the chances the, the chances will keep coming. We're still creating, and I think today we just, you know, we probably got a little rub of the green and uh, took took a, took two chances when we had them. Probably unlucky with Bruno not to score, um, and and Botman at the back end as well. But yeah, look, took his goal well. Thought he played well when he came on. Hmm. Me. Oh, Daz has got a goal, goal <laughs> wing glitch. That's a lot of super slow motion. I know, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I thought he was doing and... one of those like wink memes. And <laughs> is Miggy back? <laughs> um, I, I think I think I know what Daz is just yeah. saying. Uh, Something some along the lines of is Miggy back? back? Uh, so, so I'll answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's certainly back within the goals. <laughs> I actually think this um, we're going to get delayed Daz now. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. But um, Almiron, I think it was the perfect um, the perfect management from how today. Bringing Miggy Almiron off the bench when Wolves were starting to tire um, to run at them consistently and constantly was exactly what we needed in the game. Um, uh, and, and it was a perfect substitution. I thought Miggy did well when he came on, uh, linked the play really well. Um, that sort of uh, quartet of players really kind of got together in and around Miggy, um, and, and, and the connection started to come together. Um, and it was a really, 
you know, it, it was a really good move that he started. Him and Willock, <laughs> he, he started the move, the little one, to make that little movement. It wasn't the only time he made that movement. I think he made it two or three times before and didn't get the ball from Longstaff or various other players. But Willock found him. And, you know, you could argue a little bit of luck from behind the goal. Look like there's a bit of deflection. But I, I, I honestly believe that the way in which he manoeuvred to hit the ball, I think even if it had gone into the corner as he intended, he probably would have scored it anyway. So, um, lovely finish. Um, Well-deserved. 11th of the season. 11th of the season. Um, that's going to build his confidence massively. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'll I, I put it down to Miggy. Great, like, great cameo performance, but equally a really good management performance from how bringing him on with him. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Yeah, and yeah, my my internet just sounds like it's not uh, doing the best there now, but it will, it will pick up as we go through. Um, right. Next up was uh, Murphy came off, Richie came on, and uh, then on the 93rd match, nearly, nearly, Botman nearly put the ball in the back of the net as well. Nice little work. Jesus Christ. Pete, text Chris, see when he come on, even though he's pissed, will you? Even that'd be better than Daz. Full time. Newcastle winning. 2-1, and we got our first win in since the 15th of January, uh, so uh, absolutely delighted with, with, with that. Um, right, uh, hopefully speakers are in, I don't know, <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> but, uh, first up, Puppy. I've no clue I'm where we are, Daz, I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> Oh my god! You're breaking up in, now. Me and Pete in. are just having a little discussion on our own here because we don't know what way you're at now. I'll, I'll drop off. You carry on for a minute, so I'll drop off. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh, well, I was just laughing at you because you're just you're just having a big smile on your face. It's just it's like, like being on screen with a Dalek. It's like I don't know, and then he's speeding up and then he's slowing down. God, I can. It's just amateurish. Hey, yeah. At least get sorted when you're coming on. It's still crap. <laughs> Any better? Hopefully. <laughs> no. He's gone again. He's gone again. He's gone. Gone again. Oh. Uh, but look, uh, we'll, we'll 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 come back to it. But as Daz was saying, quite rightly, two-one, massive. Massive three points on the board, um, and, and of course the the boys were in, um, you know, in, in a celebratory mood, should we say? Victory you lap could, Mark, you, you could you could tell how buzzing they were on the pitch after the game, couldn't you? I think. Look, I think it's like anything, Pete. Do you know what I was actually saying to this to a scouser yesterday in work? Do you know sometimes you can just try too hard. Yeah, and I think that's what we've done the last few games. I think we've tried to we've tried to push it. Yeah, and I think when you do that, you get the chances. But you're more the more chances that go by that you don't score, the more nervous you get. Yeah, and I think you could see a couple of you know nervy performances. 
you know, Pope being one, you can tell that the sending off prior to the Carabao Cup has affected him. Yeah. You know, first 20 minutes before he got a couple of saves in, you know, the ball and then the whole Jimenez thing. Jesus Christ, he he was rattled today. He he was not his usual composed self with distribution. He picked so, up a little bit in, in the second half. But there was a few there, but there was some good... For me, the difference today was we didn't try and push it. And I think, to be fair, at St. James, is the, cra- the, the, the crowd play a huge piece in that, in that we don't get frustrated if it's not going our way. You know, when it came back to 1-1, listen, how many games have we gone to or we've seen or we've watched on TV? We've either got beat 2-1 or we've ended up with a draw. I think the good thing for me today was heads didn't go down. Even after Trippier slip, the guys got themselves back together again. They all started talking. Eddie started to line them back up. You could see him on the sideline, you know, get closer, pull out Joey, pull in, do these things. And I think that's, that's a major difference. So I think today they didn't, we didn't try and force the play. We didn't try and make it happen as hard. And I think that when when you're a bit more relaxed, I think those chances start to go in. I think it's like, you know, Wilson's, it's, you're pulling at it, you're stretching, you're, you know, you're not connecting properly because you're so bloody desperate for it to go in or to hit it right. And, it, it I, you know, look, I think you know, goal scorers who are natural goal scorers will score when they're not thinking about it. Mm. Haaland is a, is a prime example. Score from any angle because just don't think about it. It's natural. Yeah, it's just instinct. But so, yeah, good win. For me, I think it's a massive win. We needed, we just needed that winning feeling again. We needed to taste what it feels like to win when you go five, six matches without winning. You kind of lose that. That kind of you lose your mojo a little bit, you know. We, we we were walking around with a little bit of a swagger at the back end before the World Cup, and certainly after the defeat to Leicester, and and everyone, including the fans, thought that we were going to continue doing as such with some of the games that we had in front of us. You know, the Fulham game was a hard fought win. I genuinely thought that we would continue that with the likes of Bournemouth and West Ham. It didn't happen, but they needed to taste what it felt like to get the win, and you can almost see the confidence growing the players. And I think that will continue. There's there's no doubt about that. And I, I think, and I hope that what we, we see moving forward into the next game is that level of confidence going going and yeah. flying through us again. But um, look, just just as Daz comes back and sorts out his, his internet, well, I know he's going to go into the to the player ratings, but uh, so, so I want to get your thoughts on Nick Pope. Like, what, what would you score him? Um, as a sort of uh, performance level. Um, but there's a question I want to ask you as well, but I'll, I'll get your thoughts on Pope first. What, what do you think? Yeah. I thought he was, he was shaking. Hang on, let's just go back. Geordie, Geordie Toon for life. I just want to put this one up. He says, this is a review for the Wolves game, but Daz is so far behind, he's still talking about Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm right, I is. figured out what the problem was. There's some kind of a sink going on that killed my broadband. Yeah, so that's what happened. Okay. Uh, so um, yeah, Pope. Look, a couple of jittery moments. I think he's he's definitely nervous. As we we were saying while um, Daz was reviewing the Bournemouth game, there. Yeah. He, I, I think definitely the sending off and the mistake he made um, pre Carabao Cup has has affected him without a doubt. But having said that, into the second half. He made three or four really, really good saves. So look, he's still he's still a quality keeper. Um, keepers make mistakes, and and you know the unfortunate thing is when they do, it's glorified to a bigger extent because they're there at the back on their own. 
But overall, look, it was a solid game. Some good saves. Mm-hmm. Possibly lucky with one, but a good, a good seven. Seven, yeah. Um, what, I wanna, what I want to ask both of you actually about Pope is that I think you 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 both talked about Pope in terms of his performance. Now he wasn't very good with his feet today, and he wasn't. You know that, that was it's always been the issue with Pope. Great shot stopper, commands his area, does all those things really well, but not really good with his feet. Now, obviously, after that issue with Jimenez and the penalty shout, do you agree with the players continuing to play back to him? Or do you think they should have shielded him and avoided passing it back to him and putting him potentially under under more pressure? Because... Uh, it was something that was running through my mind as if to say, you know, keep the ball away from him, let him settle, um, let him kind of regather himself. But they kept giving him the ball and they kept playing the same way, which means he has to play in the game because that's the way Eddie Howe wants us to play. But yeah, yeah, what do you boys what do you boys think? Do you do you think it was the right decision to continue to keep playing to him, or do you think we should have kept away? And throw on in the chat as well. No, I think I think it's the right decision. I think it's like looks like riding a bike and that you know what I mean you're going to do things and make mistakes and you're going to fall off and hurt yourself but that doesn't mean you don't get back on again so I think <clears throat> for me it would have been worse and I think it would affect him as a player because I think he strikes me as the kind of lad and player that he he doesn't want to laurel on the mistake I think he he's happy to move it on mm. um is is it in the head yeah maybe look I mean you know, the Carabao Cup one is a massive, is a massive mistake in the game. You know, to miss the final, that has to have had an effect on the kid. Absolutely. But I think, you know, I'm sure there was part of that with carrying on and playing the same way. Would have come back from Eddie, would have come back from Trippier. You know, you know, Trippier slips. Should he have had longer studs? Should he have cleared the ball first time? Yeah, all ifs and buts. But he carried on playing. And I think that's, that's for me what I would have wanted to see. I think if they just sh- okay, I think you can still shield him, but I don't think you change the way of playing because that's that's how that's how we play as a team. If his confidence is shot and he can't play the game effectively in the way we needed to, then he has to be replaced. Yeah. For, for for me, yeah, um, no, I I think they did, they did the right thing in playing the ball back to him because yeah, it it was uh, a ploy to try and get get him up, get him. Um, over it and get it get them moving again and pretty much in the same way they were saying about the Carabao cup final where where carriers get, get him an early touch get his confidence up get, you know that kind of way so get get his get, get his head back in the game again it, it is unfortunate it was two two fumbles in the, today's game but they 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 um the, looking off they, they weren't the things that like that cost us today so uh overall i give him a seven by the way yeah yeah I, i'd agree with you i i'll give him a seven um, made made some made two or three good saves to kind of combat yeah. those two clumsy moments. <laughs> and to be fair, David Cook just put that comment on that you you dropped on, and yeah. well, it was absolutely right. Avoiding him would have indicated a lack yeah, of confidence. Yeah, lack of I, I agree with yeah. that. Like, yeah. At first, I was a bit like, you know, keep it away from him. It equally, um, I think to, to coin a phrase just above that, just puts our defence capable um, of passing to him less. And I also agree with that too. I thought there was an over-reliance on him um, to pass the ball back to him in order to... There was occasions today we didn't need to play back. We could have gone forward or we could have gone sideways and then forward. And we we didn't do that. I thought we we, we played 
in particular first half, I think we played back a lot more than I've seen mm. us do, um, which was un- uncharacteristic of us. But was that because we didn't have that right hand out, right hand side outlet in Trippier and you know ball to Miggy and then just fucking run, mm. possibly. Possibly. I was, I was just disappointed at, at the areas in which we ended up playing back in. There was a couple of times in the second half where you know, Burn would have the ball quite far up the pitch, almost level with their 18-yard box. And there'd be a throwing that would pass, be like the pass to his feet. And instead of looking forward for the forward pass or trying to drive forward and create something, the easy thing was is to just take a step back, pass it all the way back to Botman, and then it goes back to 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 Pope and then we start again. It's like we can avoid doing that. So I do agree from both sets of things, from 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 David Cook and also to coin a phrase that actually we could pass to him less because we don't need to pass to him. But at the same time, if we're trying to avoid him, it shows that lack of confidence. It's it's, a, it's an interesting discussion, but ultimately we didn't get hurt by it. And you know, let's face it, he doesn't do this kind of thing every game. It's just no. a period that this has happened and look, I'm sure I'm sure we'll come through it. Um, I think the thing for me with the playing back piece and nobody really said anything on it was I think we probably played back more than we would normally do because we missed the strength of Joe Linton holding the ball up in the middle. Possibly. Yeah. Because a lot of that left hand side to centre midfield, that ball goes into Joe Linton who normally is strong enough to hold off one, if not two, a defender and a midfielder, be able to play that bit of ball into Bruno, out to the right, out to the left. And we didn't we didn't have that strength. I don't think Longstaff gives you that strength, same as a Joe Linton. And you want Bruno, obviously, to be on the ball to create. So was that the reason we went back a bit more? Because we just, we just didn't have that hold up playing in the middle. Possibly. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Pete, have you given your rating for Pope? Yeah, I just gave it. I, 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 I'm saying seven. Seven. So run, run, seven around the house. Right, let's move on. Let's go to trips. Uh, for me, class uh, in it today, apart from the slip up, I, I did I did take my marks off for for, for the little slip, uh, and which led to, to the goal. But it was it was just just an accident. Uh, I gave trips uh, a nine. Pete. Um, Trippier, I gave, uh, I gave an eight point five. Um, I thought he, I thought he was, I thought his delivery was superb today. Um, not just for Isaac's goal, but there was a few other really good pieces of delivery that um, that were kind of matched with with the run or, or the finish on top of it. I thought he was back to his best um, today. Apart from obviously the the obvious <laughs> the goal, um, which was poor, Pope had it covered. Um, he didn't need to hit the ball. Uh, whether there was a call or not, we don't know. So we can't really um, uh, kind of uh, we can't really assume that, that there was a call, but there should have been because there was no one around him. But um, other than that, um, he continually dro- drove us forward, um, and it was it was a very good captain's performance. So I've given him an eight point five. Yep, Dave agrees with you. Yeah, Yeah, same for me. I think, look, the mistake was uncharacteristic. (laughs) To be fair, he's unlucky. The foot went from clean underneath him. But I agree with Pete. I think think Pope should have been a bit more decisive there and came out and cleared out, um, probably taking that issue away. Um, So, yeah, eight and a half. Look, great game. 
certainly back to where he has been. I thought his levels have dropped off a little bit the last few games. Hasn't been as as commanding. Um, I thought even up against the likes of Jimenez and stuff, he won a good couple of headers and, and headed clearances, which for a, a smaller guy um, in, in that back, I thought he did really well against against certain players. So, yeah, eight and a half, back to his best. But, yeah, unfortunately, look, the mistake was his. But thankfully, they're few and far between with a player of his quality. Cool. Let's move on. We go to Shar. Shar uh, for, for me, he, he he was he was class today. Um, the runs through through midfield and further afield, he got got some nice tackles in as well. He also got uh, won that free kick uh, that led to the to Isaac's goal. Um, Shar for me was up there for man of the match. He wasn't my man of the match, but he was up there in contention. I'm giving Shar a nine point five. Wow, Mart. Yeah, he had a great game. I thought he was, I thought he was slightly unlucky not to score when he burst through the midfield towards the Gallagher in the second in the in the first half. I thought he was unlucky. Um, look, he did everything. You know, with him, you get everything that it says on the tin. Played well, doesn't flap. Dealt with everything in the air. Defended the box. Cleared when he needed to. Played ball when he needed to. So yeah, not. Again, for me, wasn't my man of the match, but he was one of two or three. And I think, you know, as we go through the rest of the players, um, there was a lot of, probably in comparison to other games, there was a lot of good individual performances today that all came together at the same time. So, yeah, I'll give him, I'm going to give him an eight and a half. He wasn't my uh, man of the match, but I thought he had a really rock solid game at the back. Cool. Pete, sure. Yeah, I'm going to go 8.5, 8.5 for, for sure. Uh, I thought he was, I thought he was solid. I thought he handled Jimenez really well. Um, it, it seems to be the common theme now is that those big physical strikers seem to lean on Shaw, thinking it's going to be an easy touch, but he turns out to just manage them just as well as Botman. It's just as good, um, yeah. Yeah, and and a lot of teams kind of underestimate Shaw, which which I'm happy about. Um, but Shaw 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 was good um, for the bits that he did today. Um, carried out the ball nicely, uh, defended uh, defended his side of the pitch really really well. I can't fault him. Um, didn't do anything standout-ish that was outstanding, but um, ultimately you don't want your defenders to do that because you want them to have an easy game. So eight point five for me. Um, I thought he was, yeah, I thought it was good today. Cool. Move on. Uh, let's go to Botman. Botman, uh, some nice passing and the usual tackles and, and what you'd expect from Botman. I give Botman an eight point five. <coughs> yep. Sorry. Same for me. Again, I think alongside. Um, alongside Char, he just you don't actually really even need to talk about him, you just know he's going to mop up unlucky at the, the the latter part, I think I probably would have scored him a 9 if he'd scored and um, would be great to see him get on the scorebook you know, yeah. a couple of inches lower, he would have broke that duck um, but yeah, he's just he's just a quality defender, back on winning ways again at St James's, so 8.5 Yeah, I've given the same shot, um, 8.5 um, I thought Botman was also good today. Um, I thought his defending was better than actually his ball play, um, which tells you a lot about about the type of uh, the type of game that he had. I do feel, I do feel that Botman has to cover Burn a lot, so I think he has to do more in the game than Shaw. 
And I think yeah. that that's something that I've come to notice in the last number of games. There's been a number of times in the last few games where Botman has had to basically go out to the left as a, a, almost in a left-back position to, to manage the situation because either Burns not been in the right position or, or the man's beat him. Um, and he does have to do a lot of additional mopping up. So, um, yeah, it, it wasn't really about his ball work today, but his defensive positioning was very good. He made a couple of really important um, interceptions um, within the game um, that we probably have forgotten now because we ended up going on the attack and everything kind of broke down for Wolves, but actually could have turned into really difficult moments. Um, but he's just he's just quality. He really is. And him and Shaw together looked very, very good. It, it, they look like the partnership that we've come to expect this season. And actually, I'm really, really, I'm actually really gutted that they didn't get a clean sheet today because I think as a partnership, they deserved yeah. it. I thought their performance deserved a clean sheet today, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Only for that that slip, uh, they would have. But uh, yeah, look at uh, we we still got what we we wanted from the game, right? Let's move on to burn, uh, big damn burn. Uh, I delighted that that well, I would I would I would have set a target because as as we alluded to in the team sheet, but uh, burn burn is really up for it, uh, and I, I thought he, he did well, and uh, there's a few nice moves as well. He got forward and, and interlinked with with ASM as well uh, in the game. Um, because we went so hard and burned before, I, and, and and I'm marking high tonight with with the win, first win in so long. I give him burn eight point five. Uh, yeah, similar for me. Um, thought he he did well with Triori. I, I think Pete's piece is right. I think Botman does really help him out a lot at times. Um, but we said kind of coming on, he's not going to give up that left back slot easy. Um, so Target's got a fight on his hand to dislodge Burn. You know, I can't see him slotting back into that centrepiece because I think Botman and Char are the two that are there. But he had a good game, um, distributed well, got up and down the pitch. Um, I heard him a few times pulling Maxi back into position. So yeah, look, he's a good he's a good leader on the pitch as well, along with Trippier. So marshal the defence well. Um, yeah, good eight and a half. Yeah, I, I've I've gone slightly lower than the centre backs. I've got I've gone with an eight. Um, I thought he, I thought it was good, um, particularly in the first half. I thought he managed that left side well, whether it was uh, Triore or Semedo. Look, those guys have got a hell of a lot more pace than him, so and he knew it. But his position was very good. He was ushering the ball out really well, and he was back in position um, at quite a number of times in, within the game. Um, it was always difficult because Adamo was cutting inside and basically coming into the middle of midfield during those games. So it makes it difficult for him to mark him. Um, I actually disagree slightly with Jordan Kinflaff. He says, you know, the, 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 the support in front wasn't necessarily there. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think I think Willett was very good supporting in. Mm. Um, and uh, <coughs> I thought ASM tracked Semedo really well when he needed to. It was always either Semedo or Adama that he had that Burn had to mark. It was never both of them. It was very rarely both of them. And if it was both of them there, then you would expect Saint Maxi to be back and Willick to come in and, and cut that off. But it was only ever really one of them running at Burn. So you only really need a second person in there. And Willick came in and did a really good job there. Um, and Maxi got back when he needed to. But Semedo was, I think, more worried about Alan Saint Maximin 
today <laughs> and stayed back rather than getting forward as much as he would probably like. And little Dan mentioned about uh, Semedo and how he's improved. So um, I, I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought he, he managed things well. I think maybe dropped off slightly in the second half, but um, I think an eight is more than sufficient. But, um, you know, score for him eight, eight point five. Any one of them, I think that's that's about right. Cool. Let's move on to the midfield. First up is Bruno. Um, Bruno putting in, uh, playing kind of like in that number six role at times. Uh, you know, like getting, getting, uh, or getting, getting the the tackles in. Um, I didn't think it was his best game. He seemed a bit frustrated at times as well. Um, but I'm giving him an eight point five. Bruno. Yeah, I don't know. It's a funny one. Something going on. Bruno's either carrying an injury and he's being patched up to get out there or something is going on because he's just not himself. Like, I know he was trying to rev the crowd up and that a bit today, and but he's just... He's just not moving like he does. And maybe that's just me looking at it. I didn't think it was his best game. He got through the middle of the park. He did what he needed to do, but he didn't. He didn't seem happy. He didn't seem. He didn't really see the smile that we've seen with him when he's kind of there. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. But not. Not. Not his best game. So I'm, I'm going to give him a seven. Okay. I. I've got something different. I've given him. I've given him an eight point five. Um, and actually, I've given the reason why I've given him an eight point five is more for his defensive responsibilities. His recovery of the ball was very, very good. Um, yeah. But I, I'm inclined to agree with you, Mark. There was there was at times in the game that I'm thinking, uh, is Bruno okay? Because he wasn't as dynamic with the ball as what you you come to expect him to be, and that's Looks what frustrated. Yeah. I don't even think it's that. I think I think there's maybe accumulation of of a number of things. I don't think he's 100 percent fit. I, I agree with you. I also I think, think he's Joe Linton in there today. I think yeah. I think him and Joe Linton as a pair are very good together. The way in which they work, they work in tandem, and I think he missed him today. And yeah. um, so I think there's those couple of things. Uh, I think were were big reasons. And 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 to add to that, I have to say, with the way in which we played for the majority of the game, he had to do a lot of the sitting. He had to play the sixth role a lot today, which means that you don't get to see him as far forward as what yeah, you would really like. Yeah, really And I think, and I think that's partly down to the way in which maybe Howe's instructed, uh, certainly Willett, but even Longstaff to do. You found them arriving in the box a hell of a lot more than Bruno did, and you always needed a sitter. There was at least four or five times in the game today where. Our where Willock and, and Longstaff are going up and helping the press, and at times Longstaff was heading up the press as the furthest man forward. Willock was sometimes doing the same, <clears throat> but then when the ball broke and when Wolves broke the lines, it was sometimes two on one. So like yeah. Bruno had two players running at him, and he yeah. missed the six. And when you're that, oh, and when you know that's happening, you kind of switch off from your normal game and just kind of sit in to do a role yeah. for you. And that's kind of what I felt yeah, like. Fair point. Um, uh, it, it was just something that I'd noticed in the game. But I think you're right. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't the the all action Bruno that we that we come to be aware of. But what I love about Bruno Gomez is that when we've got something to, to hold on to, when we've got something to fight for. So when we went 2-1 up, he almost switched into life. 
and his ability to carry the ball long distances, win a free kick, take the pressure off off the team. Yeah. Um, you know, he did that three or four times from when we from the 80th minute when we scored up until the end of the game, and we almost we almost wiped out two or three minutes of the game of him just doing that. And I think that they're the kind of elements that that Bruno Gomez. This is that's what we've come to expect as well. So. For, for other reasons of what we know Bruno Gomez to be, and I agree with you, Mark, is that actually it was the other elements of his game that I thought were really, really good, which is why I've given him a rating as high as 8.5, because I think yeah. there was other sides to a game that I thought he did really well. Yeah, yeah I, I, I went 8.5 as well, but I originally had him down as an 8, but it was because of those that, that those little things uh, towards the end, and, and when we went behind, I, I'm pushing up to up to 8.5. Right, moving on. Let's go to Longstaff. Uh, Longstaff does the usual things John Longstaff does. Uh, I gave him an 8. Uh, I thought he was good in patches. He did what he needed to do, but I think he could have done more. So for that reason, I'm going to give him a seven and a half. I think he got in there when he needed to. The press was there, but I don't think he got involved fully in the middle like he can do. Um, and I think maybe that led to a little bit of Gamerish maybe being a little bit further back. I don't think he got he got full support from Longstaff today um, in some of the some of the game moments. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mark Longstaff down a little bit. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that Mark's just said. I, I've, I've given him a slightly high mark. I've given him an eight. Um, but I agree with what, what Mark said. I think I think he went about his business doing the normal, strong, long stuff thing, <laughs> covering every blade of grass, keeping the ball ticking over. You know, his defensive positioning from corners, where, where uh, what, why, what I mean by that is attacking corners. He's always the last man defended. He does all those things excellent and, and really, really well. <clears throat> but I couldn't help but think that... For a player that was playing really further forward compared to Bruno, like we've just discussed, yeah. I wanted a little budget. bit more from him. I wanted a little bit more from him. Like he didn't have a bad game, far from it. I thought he thought he did well, but you want more. Yeah. You do. You just want more. Yeah. Like, there was no he, forward passing from him for me today. Like he didn't, he didn't create anything yeah. really in a forward momentum, and that's why I marked him down. Yeah. He's capable of it, and he listen. I, I've been critical of him in the past of not showing up, not being there, not being strong enough. But he's having a good season. But I thought yeah. today was one of his lesser games today for me. That's and that's fine. That's fine as well because at the end of the day, we, we won. Yes, let's move it on. Uh, let's go to uh, Willock. So Willock, and look, I have a little heat map of Willock as well for this one. Uh, so Willock was, was pretty much... Everywhere at times today, um, I've given him, and of course, he set up the, the goal, uh, the winner for, for, for Miggy. Um, some nice link up play, uh, put in some tackles as well. Actually, Willock, I've given him a nine, nine for Willock. Uh, for me, uh, he was one of, if not our best player on the park today. So for that reason, I'm giving him a ten. Is your man the match? He is my man of the match. Yes, I think it was a, it was a hard shade. Um, somebody did send me something, just some of the numbers um, on Willock, um, and I'll try and dig him out as we go through um, when you lads are talking. But for me, he he was involved. 
He was getting involved. He was tackling. He was getting up and down the park. His press was good. He defended. He worked hard. He ran tirelessly. And he, you know, assists for the goal. I think he did everything he needed to and more. I think that, that for me, the, the performance from Willock today was COVID Willock. <laughs> That's what we've been missing. I think all we're missing now is a goal or two. Yeah. But the performance, for me, I think he ran and bossed that midfield. Bruno did his thing. Longstaff did. But I think for me, he was by far slightly shaded. I think Isaac would have been my, my man of the match. Had Willock not probably set up the, the, the winner for Miggy. But I think that just shades it for me, the extra half a half a mark to the ten. So yeah. For me, Willock, best player on the pitch today. Um just shade and Isaac, but definitely a ten man of man of the match performance for me from Willock. Cool. Just before we go to you, Pete, of course uh, Willock did have that, that chance early in the game as well. Uh around yeah, twenty seven man right after we scored that first goal where it was the, the shot and it, it trickled out then. But uh Pete, your thoughts on Willock. Um Joseph Jeremiah Willock. Um, you're in trouble here we go here we go man of the match all day every day there was no player that was better than him on the pitch today for the whole 90 minutes Um, I thought he was outstanding I really I was really really impressed with him today massively Um, and every time I saw him on the ball I was just kind of smiling because I just it's everything you want in a midfielder (laughs) Um, we've just talked about Bruno Gamares and Bruno Gamares is outstanding. He's a world-class midfielder. But what I loved about Joe Willett today is that we needed someone to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and make something happen. And he did that. He did, yeah. he did that on more than one occasion. He drove us forward, running on the ball, um, going deep into their attacking areas, willing to take on a man. We don't have enough players that do that. Alan St. Maximin does. Um, or they probably didn't do it as much today. Willett was willing to take on a man and get a ball into the box, and I loved it. I loved everything about his performance. Um, you know, he got the assist, and that was great, but I probably still would have had him man of the match even without the assist. He was that good today. Um, yeah. honestly, if we can get that Willett playing every every week, <laughs> no, not only will he be a regular starter for Newcastle, um, I, I think he'll get in the England squad. I really do. I think oh. that's that's the kind of that's the kind of performance we need from him week in week out because that's the kind of performance that not only does Newcastle need but England need that as well. And that's what we're missing a player like that. And like PDK just said, um, he's only 22, 22 years old. He just seems to be getting better and better for me. Even in our disappointing performances, you know, he, he, he's. He, I think he's really finding his feet um, yeah. and. I think Eddie Howe's managed him really, really well. I just love, I just love the way he carries the ball um, and attacks players. Not afraid of anyone. Um, covered every blade of grass today. Um, I thought he, he covered Burn really, really well. Um, I thought he covered a lot of defensive areas really well. But equally, he was running beyond. At times, he was running beyond Maxia, running beyond Isaac. Um, he was getting into real attacking areas. Um, I just want him to shoot more. It's the only thing he's missing. Like like um, like Mark said, he's almost COVID will it without the goals. We just need him to to be shooting more and to take more chances, to take more risks <laughs> yeah. in front of the goal. But that's not just him, that's the team. 
Um, yeah, so I'm not going to put that on him. Um, but yeah, uh, I've given him 9.5. Not quite, I don't think anyone quite got a 10 in my opinion today. But um, if anyone got a high mark, it was him. 9.5. Brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, I gave him the 10. This, this was um, Statman Dave on Twitter. Send on the send on the numbers. So just numbers for Joe Willock, game by numbers. 100% long balls completed. 88% pass accuracy. 49 touches. 12 final third passes, six ground jewels won, four ball recoveries, six, four out of six dribbles completed, three shots, two key passes, one big chance created, one interception, two clearances, and one game-winning assist. Numbers go. are brilliant. That's the best he's played in a long time. For that reason, when I kind of read through them, I was kind of like, I kind of looked at it and I went, do you know what? That's a 10 out of 10 performance. But- Good numbers there. The last time that Willock started playing really well and he scored, and then was right before the World Cup. So Willock to score against Forest, and then we go on an international break, potentially. Um, awesome. Right, let's move on. Uh, Murphy, Murphy coming in today. Probably, I wonder if if Gordon had been fit, would would Murphy have started? But anyway, but Murphy coming in and he's 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 performed the last couple of weeks coming on. Uh, have, have yeah, he's he's probably deserved a a, a run out. Uh, mm. I, I thought he did well today. I'm giving him. He, he was on. Uh, got a few crosses in in the first half on the the right, and then then he switched over to the left when Miggy came on. Uh, but yeah, I'm giving him an eight point five. Murphy. Yeah, same. I thought he had a good game. Um, I think even if if Gordon had been fit, I think I think Murphy would have started anyway. I think Gordon would have probably came on, similar to Almiron and and uh, and Wilson uh, later in the game. But he had a good game. Um, two great crosses in early on. Um, just unfortunate enough to get nobody on the end of him. Thought he ran his socks off. Um, he held the ball well. He got down the wings. He switched over. Put in a good bit of graft. Um, and rightfully so, got a good ovation when he when he did get substituted. So, yeah, good performance. Good to see him uh, doing well. And look, at the end of the day, he loves the club. He loves the fans. He loves the team. So, it's good to see him get a decent run. He's had his moments. You know, again, his finishing for me has always been his problem. He gets chances because he's got that speed and that pace. But when he does get through or he does get chances, he's got to stop finishing and be more clinical yeah. because we probably could have had another eight or nine points on the board this season and a couple of wins if he'd... Uh, Taking some chances, and especially with cup games as well. But he'll come good. He, he, he's getting that start, so look, he's a good he's a good option to have. He's a good squad player as well. So, probably play well. Pete. Yeah, I think uh, again Murphy an eight point five. I, I I was really pleased with him today. I thought he did really well. I thought he was. You know, a lot of people will, and I was kind of. <laughs> When you hear the noises that he's going to start, you're kind of like, really? Like, because you think, cause you think like Gordon, you think Miggy, you think ASM, you think all of those players ahead of him. But, you know, he has come on and made a difference in the last few games. And you know what? In the first 10, 15 minutes, he did exactly what he what we thought he was going to do. He got down that he got down that wing. He caused problems. He whipped balls into the box. He was causing havoc that first six or seven minutes, um, and he fully justified his starting berth. Um, <coughs> tired as the game went on, but I thought he was still an outlet throughout. We talked about the fact that he could have um, that Semedo could have got a red card on the back of him working through the ball in in, in the yeah. second half. There were there were a lot of things that were good uh, good about his game, and, and I thought it was the perfect game for him to come in and play. 
Now, whether he's the right choice for the game on Friday against Forest is another is another thing. But he was the right choice today, and he did exactly what the manager wanted him to do. Um, so for me, eight point five. Uh, I love that he just loves it. He loves it. He is yeah. he is enjoying every moment of playing for Newcastle United because look, he knows deep down. Like with, with the transfer windows coming along and players coming in, that his chances are going to get limited. A little bit like Matt Ritchie and one or two other players. They know that their, their opportunities are becoming limited. So whenever he gets a chance to get on the pitch, he is enjoying every moment. And you, you can't argue that. You can't argue that. As long as, you, as long as you've got a player that's given everything for the team, that's you know enjoying every, every moment he has out there and is actually contributing to the team and the performance, which he did today, can't argue. So I'll stick with the 8.5. I thought you did really well. I really yeah. did. Cool. I noticed that there's a Forest fan in the chat there, long-haired. Welcome. Um, uh, you've obviously subscribed because uh, you're in the chat. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week. Uh, hope you're, hope uh, you're looking after Shelby and Mr. Wood for us. Uh, thank, who we don't think can play. And call back. Uh, right, let's move on. Let's go to ASM. Uh, the Bertie Boy, ASM. Um, I thought he put it, played a good game today. Uh, a bit of trickery. <laughs> and uh, always looking to try and find Isaac as well. Uh, I think if they play a bit more together, uh, then they might, they might uh, have a good partnership going there. I've, I've given them the same as Murphy in the end. I, I, I did toy with giving them a 9, but no, I'm giving them an 8.5 for ASM. Uh, yeah, similar. <clears throat> I kind of was floating between eight and a half and nine. Um, I think there's something there, the partnership with Isaac. There's a, there's a little bit of a, of, a, of a channel coming on there. So I'd like to see the two of them more game time together. I think that could be something of a partnership that establishes itself. He seems to kind of know where Isaac's going, a couple of the balls in the second half. Um, so yeah, look, I thought he had a good game. Uh, listen, when, I've, when, when ASM hasn't played well, as you lads know, I've been critical. When he plays and he's on his game, I'm the first one to say he did well. So, eight and a half, thought he had a good game. Uh, probably tired a bit towards the end, but tracked back, defended where he had to. Burn pulled him back a few times. So, yeah, good game. Happy birthday. <laughs> Clip that bit. <laughs> oh, we need his Graham Bailey to say happy birthday now as well. Nice little package together. <laughs> No, um, ASM, I gave, uh, I gave an 8.5. Um, I thought he had a really, really good first half. Um, was unlucky maybe to not get an assist or two. Um, some of the balls that you're playing through for whether it was Willock or, or Isaac in particular were, were very, very good. Um, he did he, he did piss me off a little bit, though, in the first half. Um, like, he needs to find the balance. He's trying too hard for the team. And if... I, 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 and I hope people understand what what I say when I, uh, what I mean when I say this is that he's trying too hard to like to do things for the team. So there was, I would say, at least five different moments in the first half where he gets given the ball, where he isolates his, his fullback one on one, and the ball gets switched over. I think Willock does it a few times. Longstaff, Shaw, a number of balls get switched over to him in his one on. And he's getting the ball and he kind of touch, touch, and you're just saying, go at him. Just go at him. Go at him down his left. Just do him and get a shot in. And he kind of cuts inside. And, he, and to be fair, he makes a pass and the pass lands and the player can have a shot on goal or whatever and the ball yeah, keeps yeah. moving. So he, it's not like he, he gives the ball away. But 
it's the individuality that makes ASM the player that we loved and the player that we, we really enjoyed watching. And he needs to hold on to that. And we've said it for weeks now. I've said it for weeks. Yeah. You know, I don't want him to lose what we loved about him. I don't want him to just completely conform to a team and just to give the ball and pass it five yards. <laughs> you know, the reason why you want him in your team is because he's got the ability to take two, two or three men on and whip a ball into the far corner or to get a ball into <clears> the box that a striker can get on the end of. And he had five or six moments in the first half where he isolated the centre-back, a uh, full-back, sorry, and he didn't do it. And that's what pissed me off a little bit about him because I just need him to be a little bit more selfish. The, the times, he gave the ball in the right areas. For the most part, he's at Willick, like I said, good balls through, but I just, I want him to be selfish because that selfishness is what makes him unique. I just need that from him. In, in future games. I hope to see it against Forest because, again, I think he'll have the beating of the fullback again if he plays against Forest um, at, at the county ground. So I, we just, I just need him to find the balance as soon as possible. <coughs> if we do, we've got a player that, that can really destroy teams because the rest of his game I thought was okay. I thought it was really, really good for that first half. Did tire, so did Isaac. Right thing, by the way, bringing him and Isaac off as a partnership and bringing the other two guys on because it ultimately made the difference. But you want those boys fit for Forrest because Isaac and ASM partnering up again could be the difference in us winning the game. It it did ultimately make the difference. Not for the two minutes right after when when, when Wolves scored because it, 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 was, it, well, it wasn't slip that, that caused that. Yeah. But um, I completely agree with you, Pete, on, on, on his uniqueness. And we, we, we've been talking about this in these review shows that, uh, yeah, if it's just, yeah, the balance and just flick that switch, ASM mode, uh, like like do whatever you want, yeah. go for it, uh, and and that no one knows what's happening there, and, and sometimes not, not even ASM, but it's it's a joy to watch when that happens. Um, right, we're the last player for our ratings, um, and this is my man of the match. I know he only played sixty-seven minutes, but I thought he was immense today. He was absolutely class. He, he's the 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 press he put on, uh, put. Tracking back, uh, well, not tracking back. Sorry, but putting putting everyone under pressure, getting those long legs out. Uh, his goal, of course, in as well. Uh, beautiful header. Uh, so I've given Isaac, who hasn't started. This is uh, for God, I don't know when. Um, for for us, uh, so I give him a ten. My man, of the match tonight, Isaac. Um, yeah, just for Adam, Isaac. Yeah, nine and a half. He um. Yeah, just shaded for me by Willock with the with some of the numbers that Willock put in. So <clears throat> great game. Um good link up with ASM. Took on defenders. Great ability. Want to see him play even more. I think right to start him. So hopefully he gets a good run in the start now. I think he will. Um I'd love to see him get the start against Forrest. I think he could do some damage. Him and ASM, um, Murphy or Miggy, I think either one I'd be happy to see on the other side. Um, and go at them another three points on uh, Friday night. Hopefully a, a happy three points and a, a happy St. Patrick's. So it'll be a good Friday all round if we can get three points. But yeah, just shaded by Willock, but a good nine and a half. Hot tub time machine then, Martin. Hot tub time machine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, loaded live. <laughs> Pete? Um, he's at, I've, given the, I've given him the same markers as, um, as Willock. I've given him 9.5. Um, I thought he was brilliant today. I thought that, that was the best strikers performance we've seen 
for a long time. Um, exactly, exactly what we needed today. The way he performed, he was he, he was just brilliant. I think you, you guys mentioned the press um, in previous games. His press hasn't been great. It was absolutely <laughs> spot on today. His yeah, press, he looked, he looked like he could run forever. And yeah. That's what I said. I was a bit surprised he went off, Pete, because I thought he had more legs than him. He did say it. He did say it in the in the presser after it, or in the the, the with the, the, the presentation of the man in the match trophy from Sky that uh, he was he was kind of feeling it a bit. But yeah, sorry, carry on, Pete. No, no, it, it, I I completely understood. Like I say, um, Eddie Howe said in his press conference before the game that he wasn't ready to play ninety minutes, and and what you want is a fully fit Isaac doing that for 90 minutes. He's not quite there yet. Now, he got what, what was it, 60-odd minutes, 60, I don't know how many, 65 minutes. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He played, that's good minutes in the tank for him to work as hard as he did. You know, can we get that to 75 against Forrest and, and, and give us moments where he's winning the game for us? And then bring him off. I do think that that Howe is slightly worried about the international break, in him because last time he got injured um, for Sweden on the international break. So if he gets called up, I think that'll be a concern. I think that's why he's maybe yeah. playing it a little bit safe with him. But look, <laughs> if he can give us, if, if he could, no, I wouldn't either. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I wouldn't. Take the fine. I wouldn't release him. With him being released the last time, uh, and it's for me. I don't care about these fixtures in March. I don't care about them at all. Game, uh, game management and player management. I think club comes before country sometimes. It should. It should. No way I would release him. Um, he, he needs to keep working with the team, and he needs to go to um, Abu Dhabi um, on on the on the kind of warm weather camp again, and and benefit from that. But <laughs> what he saw. As everything you want in a striker, he was winning headers, flick-ons. He was pressing really high. He won two or three um, presses uh, in the first half. Um, as well as that, you know, he gets the he gets a, a world-class finish um, on the back of that. Four goals in nine in nine games or whatever it is, brilliant. Um, could be well on the road <laughs> double figures if he continues playing like this. Yeah. Just a really, really good striker's performance. But the only reason I put Willett man of the match is because Willett played the full game. Um, and that's the only reason why I've got Willett yeah. ahead of him. But if it had stayed on and played up to 80, 85 minutes, I think easily I would have had Isaac as man of the match. Right, so that, that's it. I know Miggy came on and scored the, the goal. Uh, but and I see, and I see my broadband is probably poor now again. Hopefully, it picks up uh, or it doesn't kick me out. Right, let's go to the table. Um, here it is. Uh, we are back up into fifth spot. We have two games ahead of Spurs, who are in fourth, and there are four points ahead of us. We have uh, a game in hand on Liverpool, who are two points behind us. Great to see that that green tick there uh, for indicating a win has been so long coming. Um, but yeah, your thoughts, lad, on the table? Of course, uh, Man United drew as well, and <clears throat> Casemiro got sent off uh, when they played uh, Southampton. Oh. And uh, yeah, terrible challenge. And uh, yeah, game, yeah. So he, he he's going to miss the game against us uh, back after that international break. So that's four that's games. Four games. Yeah, that's his second second red this season. Yeah. So we missed four games. Yeah, lovely. That that that'll hopefully dent their their uh, rise as well. So if we could if we could uh, 
pin them back a bit as well, all, all the better. But lads, your your thoughts are on the table. Uh, Mark, we'll go to you first. Yeah, I think it's look a lot of people are saying the same thing, and I think I will follow suit. It's in our own hands. Um, I don't think we can look at those above us. We just got to keep clicking points. Um, you know, me and Pete were talking kind of pre-coming on air. We've had a shitty spell where we've not been winning, but we've not really dropped. So if we can put another six, nine, twelve points on the board between now another five, six games, Spurs are inconsistent. They could go to Man United, win two nil, and then go away to Southampton and lose two nil. So I think they're catchable. They've still got to come to St. James's. The interesting thing for me in the top eight, we don't play any of them away now for the rest of the season. They've all to come to St. James's. So apart from kind of Liverpool and City, <clears throat> a good chunk of that eight have got to come below below us and above us have to come to St. James's. So while that, that is the case, I remain hopeful. I still think we get a European spot. Will it be fourth? I don't know. But I think we, we finish in a European spot somewhere along the lines if it's not conference. But sure, you take it. If it was conference and above, you take European football. I don't give a shit what it is. Happily having a away day in Iron Apple like the West Ham fans did. Yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't. I, I'm not, not really interested in the, in the conference. That's, I, I'm, I just think it, it would it would potentially do more damage than good. I know what you're, what you're t- saying. People could say that, all right, it, it brings in European football. It brings. It, 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 it boosts it, the it, coffers. It, it gets you into Europe. Not much. Not much. No. Revenue. But if you'd have taken this season, Daz, and when game one kicked off from where we were last season, and you said you'll be sitting fifth. He'll finish in a oh, European no. spot regardless and have gone to a Carabao Cup final. I'd have, I'd have snapped your hand off. So I'll take whatever yeah, I, we get. I will take. I, I know, and, and so will I, but I'm just, I'm just saying that I think... I'm t- also thinking about next season. I think would, The, pro- would the we, problem with would, any European match or cup match is we still don't have the squad. So whatever we yeah. get, we're going to struggle with to hold our, hold our own on three or four different forts anyway. You know, if, if at we that can... point earlier in the season, we don't have the squad. If we can go and play like our 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 second string, let's say in, in a lot of those European games, then fair enough. I don't want it to, to by playing in that conference league by damaging our our next season and damaging our our potential to get into the Champions League <laughs> next season or whatever the case may be. So that's why I'm I'm reluctant and hesitant to to, to look towards that that conference. Uh, at the moment, uh, look, I accept it. But if if it comes it comes our way, but uh, I'm just you. We have to. Listen, we have to still Champions League, to go we higher. Don't have the squad for. Oh, I know that. Me, yeah, I take a European entry at a lower level, just to have European away days <laughs> and get back into it. Where, yes, there are some lower, potentially lower level teams that you might progress and at least do a bit, and you may have the squad coming out of the summer to deal with some of that and an FA Cup run or a Cup run. We don't have and won't have in the next two seasons, I don't think, the team to, to contend with a Champions League run. Or even... You, you, get, yeah, your, but... you get your games, you get your group games, that'll be it. I don't. Th- I don't think it's. And uh, 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 we're gone off topic. I know, but I don't think it's. It's uh, playing in the Conference League attracts attracts the better quality player. I think playing in the Europa League or the Champions League does. But the, it's not a, not a selling point. It doesn't bring in a, 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 enough revenue. Signed trips and Bruno. No, I know, but I'm just saying. So just, I just don't just think we have the squad. Devil's for, uh... advocate. Chris, no, absolutely, Chris I get it. And listen, if you, if we finished top four and we were Champions League, listen, we'd all be jumping up and down with joy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just don't yeah. think it's the start. 
you know, and you're open league as well. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not the start. We really, you know, I don't think it's where we should be. Not, not, not that we should be. I'll rephrase that. Yeah, you'd love, you know, Newcastle to be in the Champions League. You know, it'd be an amazing season. But I don't, yeah. I don't think we're ready for it. Hmm. No, but it's that, 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 like that's a selling <clears throat> point for players coming in. It's a, it's a more revenue in because from a decent European competition, not the conference. Pete, your thoughts on the league? Um, we are firmly back in the Champions League race. Um, and I'll be honest with you, that that's where my thoughts are right now. They, they weren't the last couple of weeks, but my, my thoughts are firmly on, on, on securing Champions League football. As Martin said earlier on, it is, it's, it, it, it's it, 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 no, it, and the reason being is because of the points, the points that you mentioned, Martin, it's in our hands. Do I think yeah. we're going to get it? Do, do I think we're guaranteed to get it? No, uh, I think. There are other teams around us that are difficult, that, that, that makes that difficult. However, if we don't get it, I would quite happily take a Europa League or Europa Conference because yeah. for me, and I said it to you boys right at the start of the season, I would have took anywhere between 10th and 8th as yeah. our progression. I said 7th, I'd take 7th and a heartbeat. So for, for me, and, and, and clearly for you, Mark, as well, is that you know anywhere between where we are now it, it is 4th, and seventh, and I say fourth and seventh. Look, we've just talked about Man United losing Casemiro, who's a big player for them for the next four games. Who's to say that by the time those four games are done, that we're not close to them, um, yeah. or potentially on the yeah. same points, or even and, and a them. lot of those teams still have European football. Exactly. Yeah, we don't. We've just got the league. Our next four. Our next four games: Forest, <laughs> Man United. The, the, the rearranged fixture for West Ham away and then Brentford away. They're four games, four four big games, three away games, albeit, but for their four games, if we win those four games, I, we're in the top four. We're in the, we are in the top four. And then I think if we win those four games, our opinions of our season will look very, very different. Now, winning those next four games is going to be very, very tough. But... Why not look for Champions League footballers and go for Champions League football? And then if we don't quite make it, be happy with Europa League or Europa Conference after that. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Let's go for Champions League. And if we don't get it, if we don't get Champions League, we can say we've given it our all, but we can go, you know what? Europa League, Europa Conference, that's not a bad fallback because we're still playing European football. And Daz is right. Europa Conference, for example, doesn't create a lot of money. But what it will do is that any sponsorships we get in the summer is that we can get extra money. We, we can, we can yeah. justify extra funding um, or a, a, an extra few million or 10 million, right, yeah. 10 million, whatever it is, because we European playing European football. Yeah. You've got the European sponsorships that come to us that will, will generate more money just by being in Europe. And then on top of that, because we're playing European football in some capacity, Players will want to come to us. Now, we might not be able to attract the Champions League level players, but we'll certainly be able to attract players that are much, much better than what we currently have right now. And that will continue to take us on to the next level. And look, look, we, we kind of laugh at Lawless because he's <laughs> yeah, having groups on, on Europa Conference for the end of the season. But let's face it, let's face it, we would take winning a European trophy at the end of next okay, season. Yeah. We, would, we would take that. I would take that. I, I would. Uh, and and you know what? I think we would be better equipped to win that competition than West Ham currently are. And West Ham can still win that competition. 
So mm-hmm. for me, I, I just think I wouldn't I wouldn't discard Europa Conference. I wouldn't discard Europa League. But of course, we all want Champions League because we want to play in the elite competitions. Two two questions there, right? First one, uh, at what cost? If if we, let's say we were, were to win the the conference, get into the conference and win it next season, and wh- where 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 does that leave us? And second point there is uh, that if you win that conference, what does that guarantee you? Does that get you into the Europa League following uh, season, or you know how it, does does the winning the Europa League get you into the Champions League uh, as well? Yeah, okay, <coughs> so. That's that's something, I suppose. Um, what yeah, I will so... say is that West Ham last season got to the semi-finals of the Europa League with a very paper-thin squad, and they still managed to fight in the top six, seven to be able to secure Europa League, Europa Conference football, even with having a good good Premier League season. And they had a real paper-thin squad, and probably a squad that was less less stronger than what ours is maybe right now. People might argue that very differently. We, we're already aware of the fact that if we're going to play European football, we've talked about it, Eddie Howe's answered the questions on it. If we're going to play European football, which we expect to do, I think that we are, we're going to need to buy, we're going to need to move the squad a lot quicker than we probably intended to, because we're going to need to bolster that squad. You're not going to go into a Europa Conference League or Europa League or even the Champions League with the likes of, with all due respect, Matt Ritchie and Paul Dummett in the squad. You're just not going to do that. So those players are going to move out, but we're going to get players in that are going to be part of that squad that, you know, on a, on a Thursday night or hopefully on a Tuesday, Wednesday night, those players are going to come into the team and and be players that are going to start. That's fine, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, as long as it doesn't impact our our our, our uh, league form ne- next season, uh, if if we end up playing in in, in the Conference League, and look, sure, West Ham could be playing in the Championship next season and be also playing in the Europa Europa League, uh, if if they were to win that Conference uh, out. Right, that's that's enough for the table. Uh, we'll move on. Maybe we'll take some questions and we'll round it up. Mark, what have you got for us? Uh, to be fair, there's not a lot. Most of them does are kind of comments. Um, okay, one here from John Askew. Is there a case to play target? He can supply more decent crosses from the left in addition to defending. That's what we did say last week. Uh, Burn, Burn did well today. Um, I think he'll, he'll stick with Burn again. And as, as you, I think it was yourself, Martin, that said he, he doesn't look like he's given up uh, that, no. that spot. Yeah. Uh, Mike Gant says... Do you think we should put in a bid for Brennan Johnson in the summer? If we do, what position would he play? Um, I don't think we will. I, 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 don't, I don't think we will because of how much Forrest will want for him. Now, it will all depend. If Forrest get one dating, they'll sell him. But it all depends on how much they're going to want for him. If they're going to want anything, anything above 20, 25 million, then I wouldn't pay it personally. Um, he's had a good season in the Premier League, but I wouldn't pay that sort of money because we're, we're looking for good quality players and, and he is a good young talent, but I think there's an element of his needing ready-made players. Ready-made, ready-made players that are coming into school. We've got, we've got a number of young players now that are kind of honing their craft and getting better. But we need, like we've talked about Ruben Neves, we, we take the cat a little down and the rest of it. We talk about James Madison, they're both, 20, well, Ruben Evers is 26 tomorrow. Um, James Madison's 26 already. Like, they are they are players that are just arriving in the prime of their careers. They're ready to go. 
Like <laughs> I need two or three players like that that are ready to go. Uh, I, I, I honestly hope, I hope and pray that we get two or three, maybe even four, depending on where, how, where we finish in the league, of those quality, ready-to-go players that come straight into our starting eleven. I, I think we really need that. I think we get any format of European football. I think they invest heavily. That, that would be my gut feel, but we'll see. Um, yeah, just a Brendan Brendan Johnson. Yeah, uh, he's uh, rate him definitely rate him. But uh, yeah, I think he's he's stock has risen now, and we'll use that that those funds elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. And um, that's kind of it. Does the rest of them mainly comments, mate? Um, okay. Although Paul Gallant asked, "Does did you set up LinkedIn yet for the show?" Yeah, that's been set up for about a year and a half. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, well done, Paul. Glad to see you keeping on top of things with the yeah. channel. Well done, mate. Um, that's it. Kind of most of the other stuff was just um, comments around how good Isaac and or Isaac uh, was today, depending on which dialect you're using. Um, how good was Maxi? Um, yeah, that's it, really. Not the major. Cool. Only seven cool. stars. Yeah. When, when Richie's on the, on the comments, it's about thirty. But uh... he, just, oh, he just stars anything. So yeah, it wasn't that many questions. Most of the comments around yeah, how good the players were today. So. Yeah, and I take that with the rough with the smooth. So that's it. Cool. Just give a shout out to the sponsors and tell you what what's on tomorrow actually. Uh, to only shout out, for, keep an eye out for. So shout out to theradiatorshed.com as we put Pete in jail. <coughs> and uh, if he, <laughs> there he is, he knows that. Um, but yeah, you know by now what what uh, Russ has has an offer. Uh, if you need any heating or radiator needs, contact Russ. He will sort you out. And uh, look at he's still in the process of sorting uh, Callum Wilson out. But look at he he's uh He's uh, back. He's keeping more on the bench. Uh, Isaac will, will will surely get a run for now. So, uh, but he'll be he'll be back soon, I'm sure. All right, and if you need them installed, then Sawworks will will sort you out. And there's some of the lovely radiators as well. Uh, let's move on to H2O Bathroom Design Co. Uh, the Northeast's largest supplier of Velcro and Botch bathroom wear. Team Valley Gateshead, over 20 years established, ran by the family. Get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate Gateshead. So yeah, uh, we give, no, we're not even in, you can't even give you a shower there, Pete. No, no. Uh, not, not on the right angle. But uh, yeah, we all know the, the, the lovely bathroom wear that, that is available. And uh, this is not taken from Calvin Wilson's house, but yeah, he, he's, he's looking at these, I'm sure. That that's where is. he got the idea. Is that one there? That's but um yeah lovely lovely uh, bathrooms available there uh so check them out if you are uh, want to renovate your bathrooms or doing up a house or if you know someone that that is doing that just put them in touch with h2o bathroom design call or contact us and we'll, we'll direct you that that way um that is it for the sponsors what is coming up unloaded tomorrow we are joined by the two of you crew. So we're uh, the lads are back for another bit of a chat, a bit of a chat about all things Newcastle. We'll, we'll touch on this game, I'm sure, and we'll touch on anything else that's coming up, uh, has come up in the last few days and coming up tomorrow. I'm sure other things will, will, will drop, but uh, we'll catch uh, the lads uh, when they join us uh, tomorrow. I think it's, we said eight, but uh, you have to set that up yet, so uh, we'll check in with the, the still all go. Uh, shout out to Paul's daughter as well. I know she had a, um, hurt her arm there the other day, so uh, hopefully yeah. What's on the mend? So uh, that is it for the show tonight. I think that's um, uh, Anthony's coming up. Well, we're sure we can talk about it ourselves during the week, and we, we can set up some shows. I oh, think yeah. oh. we've we've got Mister 
We've got Mr. Cronin joining us, I think, on Wednesday, Wednesday Ooh. evening. Oh, very um, good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we'll get that confirmed and get a tweet out and all the rest of it. But uh, yeah, uh, it's looking like uh, Mr. Cronin will be back joining us. A um, bit of a talk of the tune, um, maybe one or two other special guests popping their heads in. Um, but yeah, they'll be they'll be coming and joining uh, joining the loaded boys for a bit of a chat. So, um, and I'm trying to. Uh, I'm talking to Mr. Dill about away days. Uh, <laughs> it's it, looking like it may not be a Thursday. I, I might need to speak to you boys. Um, he might be only able to do Tuesday. So um, Tuesday. it might be an early edition away wow. day. But, um, but we'll, I like we'll, what you did there. You linked it to the paper thing. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're coming on, lad. An early edition. Yeah. yeah. Here all night. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we will we, we'll, uh, look. We'll out. let you know. We'll get the tweets out. So, look, the, the, it's looking like it's going to be a busy week in the in the loaded mag NUFC household. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely nothing Friday. No. Definitely not Friday. Not, Right, that brings us to the end. Up. Thir- Thirteen games left. Thirty-nine points to play for. Can we do it? We're back, and it's a joy to behold a win. We've waited so long for that win. We're back, baby. We're back. How'd you like that?